Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One, two, three, four. Hello and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna, joined by 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting, Andrew Ivins. Down here in Los Angeles, Drew, I mean, I've described it as Southern California. It's been Huntington Beach. It's been, I don't even know where we are half the time. Redondo Union High School, Spring Hill Suites down here in in beautiful LA. They call it sunny LA, but it's hadn't been really sunny at all. But it's been nice. It's neither here nor there. It's not what the people want to talk about. Drew, we're calling it moving day, day two at the Elite 11 Finals. You know the Oyster Boys are always about their golf, right? We got the U.S. Open going on right in our backyard here in California, even though it's a big backyard, but it's moving day here in the Elite 11 Finals. And it was uh, Julian Sands Day today, the Alabama commit out of Carlsbad in California. And, Drew, we got a lot to get to. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. If you listen to the show yesterday right now, it's like at the point, like, we just wrote an article. You just got doing a story. I'm kind of laughing because what is it? Eastern time right now? It's 1233 Pacific. Like, has your body clock changed at all? I'm running on fumes, but I'm bringing the energy. <laughs> you got the juice, I, dude. I got the juice. I haven't had caffeine in a few hours, but a lot to talk about, man. You, you called it moving day, right? And, uh, I think Julian Say in the Alabama commit um, made a move, right? He he fired a 63 like Colin Morikawa. Um, and to preface this, we really liked what we saw out of Julian Say on Wednesday night during that three-hour workout. And then Thursday night, moving day at the Elite 11 is the, the pro day, right? 20 scripted throws, one quarterback going at a time. Um, And they asked them to do a lot. And I think through two days, Julian Sayan has been the sharpest. He's been the most consistent of the bunch. Uh, He was calm. He was in control, used touch, used power. And um, he scored the highest on our scoring system for the pro day. He was also the highest for the Elite 11 scoring system. And – he heads into Friday, which is the seven-on-seven portion of this event, kind of as number one for me, number one in our rankings for for this Elite 11 week. And uh, excited to see how it's going to play out. 
on Friday and, and who finishes at the top? Literally just Google it because, I mean, we've had OT7 today. We've had the Elite 11 final. So when you said that reference about Morikawa shooting a 63, I just Googled to see if he shot a 63 today. That is not the case. We had two 62s. Morikawa was one over. He's tied for 56. Anyway, <laughs> a lot of numbers today, right? All right? A lot of a lot of numbers. Well, I do are... kind of want to pull the curtain back, right? Because at least what I've seen on the internet for the people who are not here at the Elite Eleven, and I can understand why, but there seems to be a lot of confusion about how services and the Elite Eleven itself arrive at, I would say, like a, a new numerical grading scale. Right. If that makes sense. And, you know, t today's event, I thought was. In my opinion, it's the most revealing. Uh, it, we'll see what tomorrow brings, but I'm not going to put a lot of a lot of stock into to that seven on seven format. And I thought day one is positioned where it is because. There's a little bit of familiarity with it, right? to qualify for the elite 11 finals what they did yesterday in terms of that portion of the event is all something that they've had to do before to qualify for the final so i think day two is a little bit interesting i mean you saw jane daniels michael Penix, nick starkle and talia tagabailo all go through it right i mean it's a it's 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 20 throws it's scripted but there is a degree of difficulty to it and to get back to julian saying i mean greg biggins was sitting right there and if you guys listen to the show i mean we haven't brought this up we, we kind of brought it up on the recap after that you can find on the 24 7 sports youtube page but biggie's biggie's been a big fan of julian saying right he's been in this corner now biggie's had a lot of exposure to him but just seeing him tonight like he he's um he's got more umph in terms of the arm than I, I I think I expected. And he's he's kind of shown up in terms of the live evaluation. And it's been a beautiful thing because you know the label we had on him was high floor. But over the last two days, he, he he's kind of proved like all right, he, he's a he's a legit quarterback prospect. And it's not like we didn't think that before, but I'm 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 thinking like He's a legit Sunday prospect. That, that's kind of what I've come away with, at least in, in two days, right? Yeah, and I'm, I feel like I've talked so much about these guys, so I don't, I don't know when, when I said it, certainly not on this podcast, but having seen what Alabama has taken at the quarterback position via the high school ranks the past few years, like I think I feel the best about Julian saying – after seeing him these two days, if that makes sense. Like, I, I feel the best about what he could be for them. I agree. I agree. And I feel like I'm just trying to get the show moving because I know you and I said, hey, let's do 15 minutes. We did 41 last night. <laughs> and I, I literally think I was getting ready to just make a point earlier, and I think I forgot what I was going to say. I was talking about the grading scale, right? I feel like you and I should be transparent on this, kind of pull back and bring the people through our grading scale a little bit. Yeah, do, do it. All right, so 
we had a four-point grading scale. A zero was not simply put as an incomplete pass. And like, feel feel free to interject, right? Not only was it an incomplete pass, but it was a it was an off-target throw. It was a miss. It was a miss. Simply put, a one was an off-target throw that was completed. So if a ball was not thrown in stride, or if a ball was maybe throw a little bit low, or if there was an adjustment that had to be made that takes the receiver off the course intended. And I, I would say we were a little bit – we're more liberal than conservative there. Would you agree? Yeah, I think I was more conservative. That's what Biggins thought when I was when I was when I was grading. Number two was number two was a hit. It was a it was completed it was a completed pass, but like I said, it was was within that strike zone. And then number three is what we called a dime. Now here is where I think the biggest discrepancy in the grading scale is coming from, which we really didn't have a lot of discrepancies until the end. I think we I think between the Elite 11, which they announced the score after every participant a few minutes later, the only discrepancies I feel like we had, but even though we're in the same neighborhood, was Julian Sane felt a little bit higher, I think, than what we initially thought. But I I thought Julian Sane, (laughs) like, some of his misses, like, man, I mean – like he could have scored higher if that does that make sense? Like throw number five for him was the one where they roll out and they, they take a deep shot down the sidelines. And I don't know if he was trying to show off, but he like jumped in the air and kind of just launched this ball tight spiral, cutting through the air. Um, well, I guess the wind was at his back, but I mean the trajectory was was beautiful from our vantage point. And the receiver just didn't get it. And uh no, so I, I, I yeah, uh, I, you know, Elite 11 scored it their way. We did it our way. And after every call was kind of announced, like ours were always five or six points behind, but we weren't handing out threes for anything that was under 15 yards, right? We, we saved the dime balls for the ones that took took some skill. Correct. And I think that's probably, you know, when people – or trying to figure out or maybe keep score at home. That's kind of, you know, between the scales, whether it's us or a different recruiting service or, or maybe the elite 11, um, you know, that's, we, we score it for how we see it. And that was our grading scale and that's how we did it. And quite honestly, I felt good about it. Um, I'll say this drew, like the way we ordered them, what you call the cumulative grade, right. Through day one and day two, it's it, combining the performances of of both days and stacking these guys one through 11. You got Sane at the top, Rayola at two. We'll talk a little bit about him. At three, we have Aaron Nolan. That's the guy I want to talk about. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I thought, you know, yesterday we talked a little bit about, it's not a surprise, but I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't too long ago where we're like, high floor we love him between the ears he's a gamer like he's all those things 
in the last, I would say, couple weeks to month uh, or two, like even dating back to when we saw him at the UC Combine in Atlanta, me seeing him at the Elite 11 Regionals just a month later. I mean, I feel like if you want to talk about the pre-draft process and somebody really owning that process and boosting their stock before that time, that's what I feel like where we are with Aaron Nolan right now. I thought he, I thought he was great tonight. Yeah. Okay. I had this thought kind of came to me, right? Elijah Brown, and we don't have to go into a huge conversation about Elijah Brown, but we love Elijah Brown because of his on-field resume, right? You know, we, we always toss out the record 28 and one or 29 and one, 10 and one against Max Preps top 25 teams, highest completion percentage of all these quarterbacks there, blah, blah, blah. You know, that comes from Matter Day, loaded program, three Heisman Trophy winners coming out of there. But Air, Air Nolan's resume is not that far behind his, right? So you love, you love the resume, you love between the ears. And then I think you see him in this setting and it's just like, man, like my eyes gravitate towards him. Like they're like, I feel like he is, he is not a complete product and like, he's only going to get better. And every time we see him, he's only getting better. Is that a good way to summarize that? hundred percent. I, I think he's, I think like a month ago, I said at the elite 11 regionals after that performance, I'm like, you know, the arm is like adequate to above average. I thought he had a little bit more zip on it tonight. You know, and that we mentioned it earlier, like him being the only left-handed quarterback in attendance, not like the event was really kind of tailored to him tonight, right? Every Everything was kind of rolling out right. A lot of throws across his body that were pretty tough. You talk about that fifth throw, like we keep alluding to that if you're – if you're thinking about that, that's a tough throw to the pylon. I want to say about 35 to 40 yards, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so you get to see a lot there. But Aaron Nolan, more of what we thought he was. I don't think that's a surprise. Our darling, my darling, Luke Cromanoke, went from number two to number four after his performance tonight. Drew, I, it's like a what I'm. It's a microcosm, right? It's like. He struggled tonight. I also felt like he was just—I don't know—after one of the uh, one or two Aaron throws, kind of earlier in the script, I think he was just kind of forcing it. I don't and think he found his rhythm. I agree, um, but I don't come away from that like discouraged. You know, like no. I'm not like no. <laughs> there's no part of that that makes me like you're, you're take not, away from what I saw last night, right? You're not you're not selling Luke Croman Croman Hoke or Hawk. The PA announcer is now in my head. I think we're saying it wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him tomorrow. First thing when I see him, Let's get some clarification on that. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I think he tried to like win. It felt like he like tried to like win the competition, right? Didn't pace himself. Um, but I it's probably I he's probably reading what we're tweeting about him, dude. Yeah, I know. I know, not good. But I, you know, I'm not like I, I'm not killing. I don't. Is what it is, right? Like is what it is. Not that big of a deal. 
are we killing anyone because of their pro day outing tonight? No. Like, I don't, I don't think there was anyone that was like terrible. It's just more context, you know. Right. O- okay. Uh, number five. You... Number five. Yeah. Who do we have? CJ Carr. CJ Carr. I I thought tonight was a really solid bounce back night for CJ Carr, and you know I think. Was it you I was talking with earlier? Or I don't even know who it was, but I think it might have been Steve. But I was just telling him it was like when I like the we talk so much about CJ Carr's intangibles and the confidence and the intelligence. He didn't perform the way that I expected him to perform on night one. But I also felt like all right, I was gonna learn a little bit more about him in night two. Because when you get around him, you're like, all right, this is a guy that's got high expectations for himself. And I don't think anybody's going to be harder on himself than CJ Carr is. And you know what? He bounced back tonight. I I, I thought he was good. He was crisp, played with a lot of touch. This was kind of the setting that I would expect him to excel. And I thought he, he did just that. Agree. I I would co-sign that. Um, (laughs) On the YouTube channel, what did I say? Like if, if this is moving day, like CJ Carr kind of like barely made the barely made the cut in the first two rounds and, and he's got himself in contention now, right? He went out and he took care of business. He'll be off in one of the final groups. And we'll see how, how it goes. All right, you ready to talk a little Jaden Davis? Yeah. You want me to take the first crack at it or you want it? He was hot and cold. I think he's kind of in his head. In terms of his release and mechanics are kind of all over the place right now. But if you if you don't look at that and you just look at the football, you know, once it's out of his hands and, and going towards the target, I mean, there's a lot to like. Um, I think he's one of the best in this group, and we knew this coming into the event. Just attacking that short to intermediate parts of the field, right? Like he he can be a point guard and, and get it to where it needs to be accurately on time consistently. Um, wh- what did you think? I thought he had a solid day one, and I thought the gaps in his game were a little bit more apparent tonight. You know, you you talked about being hot and cold. I, I feel like the highs with him are really high and then the lows with him are really low, you know, like, man, he came out of the gate so strong. He was in rhythm, felt really crisp, felt like he just kind of picked up where he left off yesterday. And then he just started to really kind of tail off, you know, and you talked about it. I think more so about the mechanics, a little bit of a, he gets the ball out quick, but he's got a little bit of a hitch in his throwing motion. Um, he likes to sidearm it. And, yeah, you know, like we talk about him and we talk we like to talk about like middle infielder in terms of the build and the frame, but like it's got a little bit of that in, in him as well, uh, you know, in terms of his throwing mechanics. So I don't know, like – it's interesting. I was kind of asking you about the character because I feel like you and and Fawn got a really good read on him, you know. And 
everything that comes back between the ears is super positive and it's like every time we talk about them we talk about short to intermediate and it feels like a knock and it isn't and i feel like he's going to the right place but when you start to stack them up against some of these other guys he's the first guy out of that first four that i would say the word limitations creep into the evaluation i think that's and fair it, you know not only from like a height projection standpoint but okay like can this guy make every throw on the field right and yes he can at the first and second level and that's the thing right like the game's not played at the third level that's a that's a component of the game that you would like to have but that's not where he lives so all right he was um, six right yeah well let's you talk about highs and lows I, I think that's a perfect segue into the next guy dj lagway the florida commit um you know scored in the middle of the pack for us and in the elite 11 in the in the pro day scoring but i thought you know he made some some high level throws look effortless like the good is really good with him and he had a deep ball that i think kind of got the biggest roar of the night Am he I made the best that? throw no he made the best throw of the night it was uh Guess what I mean, throw it was? Exactly. Number five. He launched it down the field. Um, and, and you know, I, I was talking to either it was his dad or his quarterback coach. They kind of pulled me aside. And, and DJ had told me this at check-in. And, you know, he's only been training to be a quarterback since he was a freshman. A lot of these other guys – you pull the group, I would say the median number or age is, is seventh grade. So if you're a listener out there and, you know, your kid's not a quarterback and getting quarterback training in seventh by, by seventh grade, the odds of making the Elite 11 finals don't seem to be all that all that high. But we can get into that, into that another day. Uh, it, it, you know, I just think, I keep saying it, like the payout with him could be so big. Um, I think that's why he, he's sitting up here in the rankings. Like I, I think he's he's there for a reason, and I think he's a polarizing player. I think he's a polarizing evaluation. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For those of you listening, Chris Peterson, who's a guy that I worked for for 
two years when I was at the University of Washington as a director of player personnel, like there's nobody else in the industry that I respect more as a person and really as a coach, but he's out here helping at the Elite 11 his, his second year doing this. And after every session, he kind of pulls me aside and we talk and we go through his notes and we can, you know, we, we go through mine and he likes to get on the same page. Like we're still working together. You know, that's my boy. But we're talking about DJ Lagway. And it, and it's funny because philosophically, I think that's where Pete and I are always different. And I bring that to the table. It's because like, I love the idea of DJ Lagway. And I think where he needs to improve is just playing with a consistent base. Like to me, his it, it, it's not as simple as that, but I do think a lot of the root causes of what we like to call inconsistencies in raw, and sure, he, he needs to continue to develop and get coached up. But to me, like he's just got to play with consistent footwork. Right. The, the 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 lower half does not match the they're upper on two, half. They're, they're on two different pages. But he but, he can he can do that because the upper half is just so powerful like I he would, gets away with it i would rather the challenge of having to improve a quarterback's footwork mechanics than throwing mechanics yeah i'd take that 10 out of 10 times and not to mention the fact that the throw that we were just talking about is indicative of a player that still doesn't know how to use his feet yet and he is strictly making those type of throws with only his upper half, which is crazy. Wait, that's good. That's a, yeah. That makes you think a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that dude hadn't even scratched the surface, you know. But like when he gets to Florida, and Billy Napier gets him there, and he's not like this big ball of clay. The dude's a winner. The arrow is up. And I mean winner, people are probably going to be like, well, he's 10 and 10 as a starter. Like, I like being around the kid. Like, I think he's got some, from an intangible standpoint, three-sport athlete, wants to get coached up. Like, I like him. And I think a guy like that that has those traits that's coachable, that's all you can ask for, right? So – and I talked Let's, about it, man. Like the scouts always, they'd always bring up Anthony, if he can play with consistent footwork, that's still the question in Indianapolis, right? Just got drafted number five or wherever the heck he went. I don't even know. Um, all right. Who do you want to talk about next? Um, let's kind of go rapid fire here. Uh, someone, I don't think we touched on a lot after the first, maybe we did. Again, all this is blending together. Ethan Grunkmeyer, the Penn State commit, um, he was solid on Thursday night. A uh, guy with a, a ton of velocity, whip, pace, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. I think he is still like he's not fine tuned mechanically, um, which is makes me believe that like there's way more there. There's way, way more there. Uh, we, I liked him on Wednesday night. I think we had him 11, you know, and I, I think we also need to point out, you talked about the scoring system, right? You know, everyone's tweeting at 
at me and you know how do, how does one service see it this way and another service sees it that way well guys there are times when there's six quarterbacks at the same time making a throw at six different parts of the field and and we have a big team of people out here but your eyes can only be in one place you're not going to see everyone so that that's how we see it i respect the other people that are out there doing their evaluations like that's what it is like you know people are going to see it different ways. And I think that's at all levels of football. You know, you can go to the NFL scouting combine, you know, 32 different opinions on a guy after a workout. Um, So, you know, back to Ethan. uh, I mean, what a, what a nice little find for Penn state, right? How they've, it was Jackson Smolik, the Tulane commit last year at the elite 11 finals that they ended up flipping. Now it's Ethan Grunkmeyer. I mean, it's not a it's not a coincidence at this point. It was um, our friend Tyler Calvaruso, I believe, is working at the Penn State site for the network for the mothership. He was talking about. He said, "The more Ethan Grunkmeyer throws, the more it looks like OC Mike Gearsich, Penn State made one hell of an eval." But like you, you don't fall into players like Ethan Grunkmeyer and Jackson Smolik. Like you do the homework, right? And yeah. the last two years, they've been ahead of everybody else. And what Grunkmeyer tell us when he was when he checked in? He's like, hey, my phone's been ringing off the hook. And this is like this is not the most robust quarterback market nationally. And listen, like Ohio State is separate conversation. They, they have the arguably the best quarterback room in, in the country. I think a lot of people would say that. <laughs> but for Penn State to get Drew Aller and Ethan Grunkmeyer out of Ohio in the last three years, I mean, those are the physical traits there. Like I said, there's a lot to like. And Drew, you you brought this up. You take away the deep balls and and, uh, from Grunkmeyer's performance tonight, which a couple of them fell fell flat. And that's an area of his game where he's got to improve his ability to drive the ball anywhere from 15 to 25 yards down the field is I thought was as impressive as anybody there tonight. That's his moneymaker, right? Like the, the 10 to 20 yards, He's dialed in, dialed, dialed in. And again, like, he's not exactly polished, I don't think. Um, Hold on. Let's give a shout-out about uh, Grunkmeyer. His boy, who was just completely oh gassed. I mean, we don't, we don't have – there are not a ton of receivers out here, right? So they're working out for 20 quarterbacks. Dude, I got to give a huge shout out to our boy Luke Reynolds, Penn State commit. Stunt double for stunt double for Luke Cromanhoke. And by the way, got luscious hair, plays a little quarterback. I told him, I said, hey man, you kind of remind me of Luke Schoonmaker from Michigan. Just got drafted second round by the Cowboys. Did he even know that was? He said, I heard that. I said, Yeah, you well, I I said it. Maybe maybe you did hear it. But uh (laughs) Dude, he, I, this dude has just been busting his ass. Every time we looked up, not even with Grunkmeyer. 
I mean, he was, he was running routes. I legitimately think he ran 200 routes tonight. I like that kid a lot. I'll just leave it at that. But but we got to point out is so his guy Ethan. You know, it's his turn to go through the gauntlet or whatever you want to call it, the the circuit. It he ran like three routes, probably the best routes he ran all day, within the span of like a minute. Right. Just just working for his guy. You fired up if you're a Penn State fan. Dude, I think that after, fires I, me up. I'm not even Penn. That fires I think me I, up. After 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 Ethan hit one of them in stride, like on a drag route, I'm like, yeah, that's going for 40 yards against Maryland. Honestly, I don't even know if we can do this, but we might have to look for a way around it. Our first Oyster Boy prospect nominee. I like it. You you're you're the champion of that. You pounded the table. Yeah, Luke Reynolds a dog. Dude, speaking of dogs, let's talk about my boy Daniel Kalen, dude. Feel like everybody's yeah. been sleeping on this dude. I I want to get him into the top eleven, right? <laughs> he's he's knocking on the door. I mean, he's the alternate right now. Who was that group? I mean, Hurley ended up making it. Outside of that, you had Kalen, who had a good night tonight. Puglisi, Puglisi, who had a solid night tonight. Just one more. I'm pulling up the uh, the good old group chat. Elijah Brown. Elijah Brown. Yeah, I like Hoss all three of those guys tonight. Hoss Henny as well. Hoss Henny. But Hoss so, the boss. So Hoss was a guy that was in our 11 after the first night. I think he scored the lowest on the pro day, or one of the lower ones for us. Elite 11 had him had him higher. Um, but I don't. I'm not turned off by it, you know? Like, I, I still liked what I saw at a Haas. You know what? You can afford to, like, struggle a little bit when you run a 4-4-6 to 900 and you ran for 1,200 yards at Alito. You know, like, I can, I can give you a little room, right, as a passer to maybe not have one of the most impressive nights, but um, dude, right, here's here's, oh, here's a guy we have not talked about at all. I know we're going with this, Demon Williams. Oh, that's exact. Damn, it's like we do a podcast together. It's exactly where <laughs> I was going. Dude, yeah, good night. I said it to you. I turned to you and I said, somehow he just gets the ball where it needs to be. It's kind of impressive. He is explosive, just like everything we've said about Haas, smaller side. Like Demond Williams is also very athletic, right? Track times, forty-yard dash times, the testing has run for a ton of yards. He's also passed for a ton of yards. Three-year starter there in Arizona, beat Dylan Rayola twice last year. I think it, once in the playoffs, leading his Basha to a a state title there in Arizona. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I, I really liked his pro day performance. He's, you know, he's got some pop. I love the fit at Ole Miss. The way he moves around kind of reminds me a little bit of Matt Corral. Knows how to improvise, knows how to extend plays. You watch him on tape. He's got a little bit of magic. Shout out Chris 
Chris Singletary just absolutely loves Damon Williams. Hey, can we talk about uh, Will Hammond? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got a nickname for him. Andy Dalton was a red rifle. Then we got to call Will Hammond the red rocket, right? I am a Will Hammond guy. You want to know why? Because Will Hammond is an Eagle Scout like myself. He's got his own lawn mowing service. I just I, – I like, I like the person. And he let off the pro day, right? He, let, he was the first of the 20 to go. And I think it's really hard. Sure, you see the college counselors go, but you have no idea what else, anyone else is going to score. You have, really don't know how the routes are going to be run. And I think he put two balls on the ground, right? He put – so he had he, he had one that hit the – yeah, it, it could be two, but no more than that. Yeah, I'm looking at the score sheet. Just one. One ball. It was low and behind. Throw number 13. I, I mean, I'm like – you know it was funny. I just we we watched the we watched the college guys go, and I'm like, yeah, those are you know, that's what it looks like. And then Will Hammond goes is the first one. I was like, it's like, man, that's solid as shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, I was like, is this what we got coming all night? And then two hours later, we're sitting there. You're like, wow, this guy's this this dude is like in it. You know, he's been in, like, pole position the entire way. And it wasn't until, like, Saiyan and then Rayola a little bit later where, like, I think he finished – I don't know. I got to look back. He, he was in the top group. But, man, he's sharp. Like, you know, you see him, tall, athletic frame, quick release, mechanically super sound. Good athlete, too, man. Ran four seven six. That doesn't jump off, but four two four two six short shuttle, almost a thirty five inch vert. I really like that eval for Texas Tech. He's he's kind of won me over this week. So, a question I asked a lot of these quarterbacks during check in, I was like, "All right, build your your dream offense of twenty twenty four recruits." Pretty much every kid in the country said Jeremiah Smith, like from every different pocket. And then I would follow up, have you ever seen him play? And some of them have on the seven-on-seven seven circuit, and other people are like, no, but I've seen his tape. I want him to catch passes. So Will Heyman brought him up at the end, but the guy he circled on the front end is Micah Hudson, a five-star wide receiver for us. Texas Tech gets Micah Hudson. Like that Will Hammond. Like if we have to write a story on signing day, favorite quarterback wide receiver duos like Air Nolan, Jeremiah Smith, Micah Hudson, Will Hammond. Who told us that Texas Tech is a team to beat for Hudson? I, I That might even be public knowledge. Or maybe it's not. I don't even know. He's got no crystal ball predictions in. I'm looking right now. I don't even know how you pulled that up that fast. Um, all right, Drew, here we are. Second straight night. 111 Pacific time, 411 Eastern time for you. Hey, we had uh, Trevor Jackson, for whatever reason, I feel just got like lost in the shuffle tonight. 
and well, not someone's in a bad like, way. Like someone's like, a, I didn't night. like his. They're like, I didn't like his pro day. I'm like, he scored second or third highest for us. I was like, what? Yeah, he can spin it, dude. What, dude, what what is going on with his recruitment? I don't know. It's pretty wild. Like he was gonna visit Missouri. Missouri takes a quarterback today. He tweets he's canceling the visit. Here's here's my thing, and we'll end on this, Cooper. In the current state of college football, like why would you not? And I understand you don't want to rock your quarterback room. You don't want to rock your current quarterback class. But like, why would you not try to take Trevor Jackson? It's like a premium position. All right, this kid is not there yet, but he's young. He has tools to work with. He's out here shining. We're not shining, but he's hanging his, you know, he's hanging with the big dogs at the Elite 11 finals. Like, I would be trying to stockpile these type of guys. It's like building a farm system of quarterbacks. Like, why not take him as a number two? Take him as a number one. This is a dude 16, six foot three, 185 pounds, live arm. We talked about it yesterday. He hadn't even really been coached, right? He hadn't had a ton of exposure to the position. Like the the production well, doesn't jump out, but like when you see him out here and you compare him to the rest of the dudes, you're like, yeah, that. Not only does that guy just like I thought tonight, I thought tonight he would struggle. I didn't think this would be his setting. Well, I'm gonna you say what, what you said. He, he just <laughs> he hung in just fine. You said NFL arm. I mean, the agree? velocity, the velocity is there. He's got to, he's got to, he's got to get it under control. But he put some balls in some places that other guys here can't. Drew, some positive news. We're out in California right now, and guess what? I'm at OT seven today, and a local California native comes up to me and says, "I'm a huge fan of the Oyster Boys." Tell you what, man, that made my day. I love it. Before today, I thought it was just maybe my parents, your parents, my dad's friend, Leon, who listened to the show. I didn't know if there's that many, many other people listening. So it's cool that we got some some listeners out in uh, California. Hold on, man. Let me give this let me give our guy a shout out because I know he's listening. You know who else listens to our show? Our boy Gus, dude. G1 bound. Every episode. He's the homie. All right, my boy Matt, if you're out there right now listening to the show, good to meet you, man. The shout outs for you, brother. You keep doing your thing. Um, Drew, any final thoughts, man, as we get ready for another day tomorrow, seven on seven? I got no thoughts. I'm uh, excited to see how this thing plays out, man. No thoughts. No thoughts at all. That's where we are, boys and girls, as we get ready for. Day three, Elite 11 Finals. I hate to say it, our time at the Spring Hill Suites, Manhattan Beach. It's almost coming to an end. But for our director of scouting, Andrew Ivins, <laughs> I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify. Leave a rating, leave a review. Hopefully you like this one as well. We will see you tomorrow. Good night. And for uh, 99% of you, good morning.